Hey everyone, this is April. And this is Jill. And we are the Sweet and Spicy spicy Chicks. chicks. Woo! We got it. (laughs) Nailed it. Yes. After 10,000 tries. Yeah. We are not on our A game today, guys. We're going to be super (laughs) It's been a long week and we've been putting a lot of hours in here. Yeah, we have. We are so excited for this week's episode. Yes, we are. It is actually, we got time to actually go to the movie, snuck away, got to call it work, so that was all to our favor. <laughs> yeah, we did. We landed at the movies, mm-hmm. and it was a really interesting experience. It was. So are we going to introduce, actually, this week's episode and what we're doing first? Yeah. And we'll tell them about all Yeah, I think we should dive in. That's okay. April's polite way of saying, let's move on with this. <laughs> so what are we doing? We are doing Downton Abbey, the new era. Yeah. Do you want to tell us all about the fun that we had at the movie theater? Yes, I do. Um, so we, interestingly enough, we had a great time. We did yes. go get like a bite to eat before, mm-hmm. popped into the theater, and we're very spoiled. So we have reserved seating, which yep. thank you, Jesus, because we don't have to wait in line anymore. No. Um, but when we got into the theater, first of all, I think you and I were the only ones under maybe – what 55 which is totally fine but i like to laugh really loudly and so do you so i was kind of nervous like oh what's the etiquette supposed to be in here i know i was yeah (laughs) you gave me these looks i'm like i don't know if we're allowed to do that well and i just ranted on our last episode about etiquette and here i am trying so hard not to what was so funny because our laughs were like oh (laughs) and you're like it's like you could hear a pin drop, and yes. then there was April and I laughing, yes. so we just turned to everybody else, and we're like, know, sorry. <laughs> um, but then also, the person who was managing the film must have like gone on a break or something, <laughs> yeah. because we saw the first part. So inter- interestingly enough, all of the movies, because of the pandemic and the 24-month hiatus, are mm-hmm. like... The either we saw this in Top Gun too, where mm-hmm. Tom Cruise came out and was actually introducing the movie, which was great. Yeah. And then the same thing with Downton Abbey. We had a, a main cast member, Mr. Mosley, come out mm-hmm. and introduce the film and then what recap and then recapped um the last film. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, they ended up playing that twice. So yeah. like they, they went <laughs> through the recap, which was six minutes. And then again. And six then they minutes. re-rolled it. And then I was like, whoa, we were afraid of being late. And apparently <laughs> And then also it, the screen went blank, and I'm like, oh, are we going to watch this a third time? We know what happened, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that was some fun shenanigans it that was. we got into the theater. And I was super happy that maybe it was because it was an older crowd. There was no cussing, no yelling, no talking on phones. <laughs> so I was happy. Oh, yeah, because people were cussing in the last movie you went to. Yes. A Top Gun, right? We talked yes, about that. they were. And they were having their kids talk and FaceTime and all that weird stuff during the movie. FaceTime. Yes, their grandma. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So. Oh, my gosh. I I know. I know. We're, yes. in, the, we're in the home theater era Mode, where apparently. people maybe – hopefully – because these are the first, I would say, big blockbuster movies that have been released. Right. Maybe not Downton, but Top Gun definitely was a huge like yes. summer blockbuster. So hopefully people start getting back into the 
Yes, I'm so the... happy that we can because I remember, I mean, it was so weird. We couldn't even go to a movie a couple years ago. I know. It's just such a different way of life. So I am excited and hopefully people will remember. Yeah, because right now they're wiling out at the movies, yes. like <laughs> FaceTiming, <laughs> calling grandma, which nothing's wrong with calling grandma, but like, we got to go. The movie's starting. Yeah. Tell grandma to call back later. Yes. <laughs> and then just the phones, not on silent. Everybody's no. just living their best yes. life in this film like, like it's home theater. I thought there was going to be a brawl because people were yelling at each other about like, <laughs> get off your phone. I'm like, oh, That was my excitement last time. So this time we were super happy. It was a quiet, nice evening. And the movie, it was so funny. It was really funny. Again, we were the loudest people there. My (laughs) husband, I will just segue before we jump into plot, but my husband is like, I love going to the movies with you, Jill. You are literally the loudest (laughs) laugher ever. And I loved, he's like, I just one day, I don't want to sit next to you. I want to sit at the opposite end of the theater so I can hear loud and obnoxious your laugh is. I mean, I can't control it. It just is what it no. is, man. And I go into like these fits of uncontrollable giggles. Like, oh, you there do. was one. I thought you were going to die. I was like trying so hard not to <laughs> I saw you shaking. I was. I was shaking with laughter, guys. So, I saw her I'm like, corner. maybe we shouldn't go. <laughs> no, it was fun. It was a good time. Go out with your girlfriends. Yes. Go out with your guy friends. Have a good time. And you know what? Laugh as loud as you want. And just have just have a good time, man. Who cares? Yes. Just don't be talking on your phone when you're in the movie theater. Yeah, don't go, Grandma. It's not, <laughs> not right. We love Grandma. Call her later. Yes. Tell her how Top Gun was and don't an Abby. All right. We got to move on, yeah, man. We we're having way too much fun. All right. So jumping in, we're going to handle this the same way that we've handled uh, the structure of movies in the past because we want to be real um, gentle or real aware that some of you haven't watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to offer spoilers at the beginning if you haven't seen it. So we are going to go through um, a high-level overview. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask some questions. We'll give you a little bit of detail about the movie, tell you whether we think you should spend your dollars and your time on it. Um, and then after that, we're going to announce that it's spoiler time and we're going to get into the juicy stuff. Yep. Right? So I'm more than ready. <laughs> You're looking at me like you are. I'm like, moving on. Move it, move it, Jill. Let's go. Okay. So plot. The Crawley family and their beloved servants take on unexpected adventures when they learn that the Dowager Countess Violet Crawley, who I love, um, and you guys will too, has been bequeathed a French Riviera villa from an old flame. And Downton hosts also, it hosts its first movie stars when a British production company known as the British Lion offers Lady Mary and the Crawley family a small fortune to shoot an upcoming film called The Gambler, a silent film on site at the at Downton Abbey. Um, twists, turns, heartbreaks, farewells, all of that are in store for us and the characters as they enter a new era. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did an awesome job on that. Oh, thanks. Yes. I, it's like I wrote it out yes. in my notes. <laughs> you never could tell. Never. <laughs> All right, characters, hit us up with who's in yes. this movie. So we did want to mention that, you know, this was a six-season series. Yeah. And then there was a movie before this. So definitely, if you haven't watched any of those, you're going to want to go catch up on everything because we don't have the time and we'd be here like 20 hours trying to describe everything that happened before and all of the characters. Yeah. We are going to just do the ones that are imperative to the plot, all of like the Crawleys and all of their kind of in that family. But 
we would be here all night just Yeah, there's like characters. 32 main yeah. characters plus supporting yes. cast. If you have not – and we're also not going to do character development. Not because we don't want to give that to you. Just because it's a six-season show yes. that came before this. Obviously, there was ample time yes. for them to develop the characters. And they did. It is a phenomenal award-winning show yes. by Julian Fellows. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend or mm-hmm. we highly recommend yes. you go watch the series. But we're not going to go through six seasons of that series. No. Not today, at least. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll jump right into the characters. So we have Lady Violet Crawley, Dowager Countess of Grantham, the matriarch of the family. Her son, Robert Crawley, a.k.a. Lord Grantham. His wife, Cora Crawley, Lady Grantham, a.k.a. Lady Grantham. Their eldest daughter, Mary, and her husband, Henry Talbot. Their second eldest daughter, Edith, and her husband, Lord Bertie Hexham. Their deceased daughter, Sybil's husband, Tom Branson, and his daughter, Sibby, and his new wife, Lucy. Maud Bagshaw, Lucy's mother, and she's also a distant relative of the Granthams as well. Lady Rosamond, Lady Violet's daughter. And then we have Isabel Merton, who is a cousin and family friend, and her husband, Lord Merton. That was a lot. Good for you. Yes. That was like boom, boom, boom. (laughs) So I have a question. Would you watch this movie with your kids? No. But it's not because it's – I said that really fast. It's not because it's not a good movie. Uh, I wouldn't watch it with them because they simply would not be interested. They're not in the right age group to be interested in this movie. My daughter too. She'd be bored. Actually, I was actually watching the other movie to get ready for this one. Yeah. And she was like two seconds in. It's like, eh, I'm going to my room. (laughs) This is boring. Yeah, that's my husband, too. Yeah. That's the same mentality. Oh, my husband would never watch this in one year. He's like, you were born in the wrong era. Like, <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> the wrong century. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine's tried. Actually, Matt and I have tried to watch it together because I own it, the first mm-hmm. one. We've tried to watch the series together. We've tried to watch the movie. Yeah. And he's, like, passed out within 10 minutes yeah. of watching it. He just nope. can't do it. But that's why you got friends. I know. That's why we watch it. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Uh, so you answered that question, too. Mm-hmm. You're not going to watch it with your kids. No. What about, would you watch this with your parents? Yeah, I think so. There wasn't anything really. I mean, the the season now, there were a few things in that one. And I think I did watch it with my mom, who was a little iffy. But in the movie here, I would. I did actually watch this with my the series with my mm-hmm. mom. Not the movie, but the series we did mm-hmm. start watching together. So I would. Uh, my dad's not going to watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> my, my stepmother would. My mom mm-hmm. would. Um, you would. Yep. Friends. Yeah. Not, not anybody else. No. Yeah. Um, did you think that it did really well with going with everything with the whole seasons and the movie before? I did. Together? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I did. I feel like Julian Fellows, because a lot of times what you'll see is the series creator doesn't actually do the writing for the movie too. And so there's like that disconnect. I'm not saying all the time, right. but there's like a disconnect between the actual series, and then a movie. Plus, a movie is just a lot different. You're trying to condense a storyline that you've been able to develop for six seasons right. into an hour and 50 minutes. But I thought they it, they did a great job. And I, think I so did too. think that it went with the series, like as a, like yes. an accompaniment. Yes, and I will say I personally feel like this was a lot happier and funnier for some reason yeah. than the last movie. It was. Because I had watched that one the night before. I stayed up till like 1130. I'm like, I got to gotta get this done. This is my homework. And I thought this one, I was like really laughing with this one. The previous movie, it was a little It was a lot just, more serious. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, a little yeah. more boring or something. I don't know. Just drawn out. <laughs> right. Or maybe I was just tired. It was kind of just know. a little more boring. <laughs> Say it like you mean it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So are we ready to jump into everything? 
I think I think we're gonna wrap it up, and I think, like we said, we usually would do character development, but mm-hmm. we just—it's a series, and that was you know then adapted into a movie. So I think it's just a little bit different. Um, but would you recommend them spending their dollars and their time on seeing this in the theater? I would personally. Yeah, I would too. Mm-hmm. I would say go with a girlfriend. Um, and have some fun. I mean, try and bring your husband. Good luck to you yes. if he goes. <laughs> um, but <laughs> try and bring your husband. Try and bring your partner, whomever. Yeah. Good luck if they if they go. Yes. Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. I don't know. It's not like a date night movie, I don't think. I don't think so either. It was fun for like a girl night. Yeah, yes. it's also a yeah. movie that if you are a significant other that's trying to like impress, like a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife that's trying to impress your partner <laughs> by going simply because you know it's important to them, it's going to work. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that you <laughs> would readily go hint, to. Hint, hint, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. So we're going to give a spoiler alert now. We are. We're going to go jump ahead into all the fun stuff. Okay. So the movie opens with a beautiful wedding of Tom Branson and Lucy, who had fallen in love at the end of the last movie. And we were left in suspense a couple of minutes because I was like, is it them or is it the servants, Daisy yeah. and Andy? But then we discover it is, in fact, Tom and Lucy. And I was so happy for them. After the somewhat hard lives both of them have lived with Tom, with the tra- tragic death of his first wife, Sybil, yeah. and childbirth several years, years ago. Gosh, I can't even talk tonight, guys. <laughs> and Lucy being born the illegitimate child of Lady Maud Bagshaw and having to grow up as her servant so that tongues wouldn't wag. It must have been so hard. Can you imagine that, having to be the servant of your mother? No, and I really am happy that Tom's getting his happy ending, yes. I guess, yes. because he's been through so much. Like, the fa- the Crowley family, first of all, did not like him, if we no. go all the way back to season <laughs> one and two. Um, and then he lost Sybil, and then he was kind of like this in this weird in-between space of being the former help, but now also being related by blood to the family. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy for him. Yes. And, and Lucy seems great. Yes. Yeah. She is. And I was definitely happy for both of them that they have finally found their love and happiness after everything that they had gone through. Yeah. And she's so sweet with Sibby, with the daughter. I know Tom she is. Sybil. So I love it. Good. Yeah. So that was really great. And then what happens next? All right. So we, then the Crawleys are surprised when they get a phone call from the British Lion, a British film production company that makes silent movies. Uh, The company wants to use Downton Abbey as a primary filming location for the new upcoming movie, The Gambler. At first, Lord Grantham is not having it he's very old-fashioned yeah he's like this is like when we let the house open to visitors um but then he and lady mary talk and financially downton's not in a great place from that from the house standpoint Mm -hmm. they've let us know that they've fixed up the estate and they always you know fix up the the village first because Mm -hmm. they're just there for their people but the house itself downton itself is is in bad shape and so lady mary's offered a ton of money yes by the production company um and she finally says hey we'll do it so i thought that was really interesting and I knew it was going to be like a train wreck, so I was really excited (laughs) for the twists and turns that happened there. But then um, she gets her father on board, and it looks like the production company is coming. 
Though around that same time, we find out that Violet, Lady Grantham, has been left a villa in the south of France, which is actually kind of a surprise to all of them. No one knew. And they're like, well, how can you not tell us? And she's like, well, I got a letter like years ago from this old kind of flame kind of friend, but I thought it was a joke. So I just put it aside. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. And then she was like, turns out it's actually pretty legit. Yeah. So the lawyer comes and tells them all. And they're like, what? And it was like we said, a once a time friend, maybe a little more than friends. We're not quite sure. I definitely think it was more than friends. (laughs) Yeah. And so she had actually decided to leave it to Tom and Sybil's daughter, Sibby, because Mary and Edith's kids are both taken care of mm-hmm. because their parents have lots of money and a home. And so they, she's like, this will kind of even out the playing field for Tom's daughter. I know. I thought that was yeah. really sweet. I also love how she doesn't want anybody in her business. Mm-hmm. So when they, when they, they first like get there, cause she summons them to the house later on to formally tell them with her lawyer, they're like, how come you never told us? And she's like, it's kind of like my business. Yeah. Why do you need to know? <laughs> Turns out it was really legit. I thought it was ridiculous. You're just like, she's so calm about it. And then yes. I'm like, what is happening right now? I so I thought that was really funny too. Yes. I love, oh, I love Maggie Smith. Her yes. act is so great. Um, so the next scene as we move on is really the Crawleys mm-hmm. deciding what to do. So they get an invite after that time to actually journey to the villa um, because the son of the late Marquis de, we're going to butcher this, Marquis de Montmelier. Something. Yep. I think that's it. <laughs> if you're French, so sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there actually is people who are French who listen to this podcast and they're probably like, oh, sorry God. guys. We so know we butchered <laughs> that. Um, but the, Marquis de Montmelier is the son of who we think might be Granny's, aka Lady Grantham's Mm -hmm. love interest, maybe. Um, He wants them, the whole Crawley family, to come out to the villa because they're going to get their lawyers involved and just kind of hash out the dispute. Mm -hmm. Obviously, his mother does not agree at all that the yeah that her her late husband's villa that belongs to her is now going to be bequeathed to. Granny, affectionately yeah. known as Granny. So she's not happy to say the least, which I wouldn't be either. No. Um, you know, no Like, I understand that it was before the time that they were married, which is what the late Marquis's wife is saying. Mm-hmm. But still, can you imagine your no. and I villa think going to another woman? He never seemed to love her as much. Yeah. As he seemed to love Violet, that all comes out. Yeah, I think that that's visit and there's apparent. discussions and there's a lot of apparent and she's not happy about it all, which I can't blame her, like you said. <laughs> okay, so the the Crawleys are deciding to journey to the French Riviera, which is like, oh, what a choice. You have to yeah, travel to the so French sad. Riviera. It's so sad for you. <laughs> um, but what is happening at the same time is the film crew from the British Lion are completely descending on the house. Yes. Um, and it is hilarious. So the servants are really excited because yes. they can't wait to meet the starlets, oh, no. right? They're so in awe, yeah. I know. That's me. I'm them, right? Yes. <laughs> I, am, I am them. Like, I am super excited for this. Anna, Bates, and um, Daisy mm-hmm. are, like, just so excited that they're going to get to meet uh, the, the character played by Dominic West, which is Guy... Baxter? Dexter. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, forgive me, we saw this in theaters a day yep. ago. And uh, they're also excited that they're going to meet the leading lady, which is Myrna 
Della Della Gleesh, we think. Della Gleesh, yeah. Sorry, these weird these names. names. <laughs> so they're very excited. This would be me. I know that this would be me. Like downstairs, they'd be like, who's coming and can yes. I get their autograph? So it's the equivalent <laughs> of that. Um, but when they start to descend on the house, what we find is we thought that it, the the Crawleys thought that it was going to be maybe a portion of the house. They end up just completely taking over yes. everyone's rooms. Like the Crawley family's rooms, the leading lady, Miss Delegeese, is oh, really gosh. rude, Very but rude. the funniest part happens. And this is where we were just cracking <laughs> up. So she's this gorgeous, if we can kind of oh, provide yeah. a visual. Dominic West, obviously, he's Dominic West. So he gets out of the automobile and everybody's, all the female servants are immediately enamored with him, yes. which he's <laughs> he's just a cutie. But... um. Laura Haddock, who plays Myrna Delaglise, is really gorgeous. So she's just this blonde-haired, tan, silver-screen starlet. But she stays pretty quiet until um, Dominic West's character, which is Guy Dexter, asks her a question. And her accent is very pronounced. It's very. <laughs> it's very apparent that she used to be... A servant because it's kind of a like a cockney yes. accent almost and loud and, and <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> Sorry, people. Is that loud? So like Jill, but British. <laughs> um, and that isn't attractive. So everybody was kind of like once she opened her mouth, we all were like, "Oh, okay." Yes, <laughs> and was- we were kind of like, "How can you be an actress?" But then we realize it's because she's on silent she's on films. silent films. <laughs> yeah, so, so they only see her beauty, and she maybe has like two. I don't even know if there was any words. They at don't all. have any yeah. words. Yeah, so they mime it out of their lips, yep. and then there's like. Um, screen cards. I don't know if anyone's ever seen a silent movie. Probably not. I had to watch them for one of my college assignments, but like there's mimed um, parts, like mimed uh, communication coming out of their mouths. And then there's like a screen card that comes up that tells us what they're saying. Like, no, don't go there. That's what they say with their lips. And then a card comes up and says, no, don't go there. That's what she said. (laughs) I mean, man. Wow. (laughs) Then today's people were, people were, uh, I mean, we need to be grateful. Yes. (laughs) We have so much. (laughs) But yeah. Okay. So next, where are we going? All right. So after all of these crazy people descend on their house, (laughs) Lord and Lady Grantham (laughs) are more than happy to get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, they're done. (laughs) So they're like, okay, yeah, this villa is sounding really great. So they are definitely for sure going. And then Tom and his wife, Lucy, decide to go on Sybil's behalf because she's still too young yep. as a little girl, Sibby. And then Edith and her husband, Marcus or Marquis, Bertie Hexton, decide to take along because Edith is getting back into journaling and wants to write an article about the villas in France. Yeah. And then, of course, Bates goes as Lord Grantham's valet. And Miss Baxter goes as Lady Grantham's maid. And the funniest of all is Carson, who ends up being tricked by his wife, Mrs. Hughes, into tagging along to make sure that things are done right. Because Lady Mary knows that he'll throw a fit about the movie being filmed in his precious Downton Abbey. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you know Mr. Carson, he loses his mind. So he does. And it was so funny. He's like, you better tell them the British are coming. (laughs) (laughs) The French are just so... French. Yes, he says that in another part. We were just rolling with laughter because he was just like going on and on like the French are so, so French. I know. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, the what? French are French. <laughs> Better tell them. The Br- I'll show them how things are done. You're like, okay, Carson, <laughs> okay. go for it. Um, 
The next scene is really that what we thought would happen. The movie is a train wreck. So (laughs) it starts out great. Um, It shocks everybody. I think one of the funniest parts is when um, the crawlies that remain, so Lady Mary and uh, Granny, were trying to, and Mosley, were trying (laughs) to kind of watch slash listen to the movie and all of a sudden you just see like the servants are entering and exiting at the wrong time so Hugh Dancy the character played by Hugh Dancy who was the film producer who was uh Mr. Barber yes yes Barber Mm -hmm. so he is like (laughs) losing his mind because every time a scene starts like either Mosley walks in or one of the servants walks in or they're in the angle and then Granny's trying to watch slash li- listen to it. She's horrified. Yes. And she, I think at one point, a little bit later as she's watching one of the scenes, is like, I would rather eat pebbles yes. than <laughs> be in a movie this. or watch. And also she said she'd rather be in like work in a mine underground <laughs> than be in a movie or yeah. have to watch this. When someone asked her, oh, is this something you would ever be interested in? She's like, I'd rather be a miner. <laughs> <laughs> coal shaft. <laughs> and she says it was such like, I don't know, just how she does it is so hilarious. I know. I love Dame Maggie Smith is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Granny. So the movie actually takes a turn because um, Lady Mary and Mr. Barber decide just to get out on the town to go see um, the main actress, Myrna Delegace's other films because she's like, I don't understand. I don't see what's so special about her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, come in. Let's go into town. We'll go to the local theater and we'll watch her in another silent film. She brings in millions of tickets because it's her face that everybody wants to see, not obviously her mouth. Yeah. Her accent. To hear her (laughs) accent, nor have they. Um, And so they go into town. Long story short, her film, the silent film, is not bringing in any revenue anymore there's like two people in the theater because the talkies which is what they call films with sound (laughs) which is actually true they used to call them talkies um are are generating more ticket sales now people Mm -hmm. want to listen to what you have to say yep there was a line out the door for the talkies and they're like what so they actually go home to discover that their movie is being shut down yeah it's suspended yep Because they're like, well, we're not going to put money into something that isn't going to make any money. Yeah. So everyone is just, like, disappointed and everyone – and then the money and it's like, oh, Lady Eve is freaking out because she's like, well, I was supposed to get paid for this and now you guys are shutting down the movie – or not Lady Mary, not Eve. Okay. And she was – Kind of, like, not nervous about that, but she's like, well, what's going to happen to everybody? And right. And like, well, we're, we're done. We have to go home. So what she decides to do is pitch an idea that they yep. turn uh, the remainder of the movie into a talkie, add sound to the parts that they'd already filmed, and the rest is history. It would now become a talkie yes. film, and they could salvage it. So they start to enact this idea. They start to take <laughs> action on it. Um, yes. And doesn't go well, but we will come back to that because the movie actually segues back to the French Riviera and the reception that the Crawleys get from the late Marquis Montmelier, Montmelier's I'm not nope, even going to try. Montmelier's <laughs> widow. So here we go. Yes. Back to France. 
So as expected, things are a little uncomfortable when they get to the villa, as the wife of the deceased Marquis makes it abundantly clear, like we had stated before, she is not okay with them being there or taking her precious villa from them. Although they apparently have villas just laying around at their disposal and money to buy more. That's what the son kept saying, like, Mom, I can just go buy another one. And when I like, think they said he has eight other properties... Yeah. It's so the like, principle. It was. And so it was the fact that the Marquis apparently never got over his love for Violet and gave her the villa that is at the heart of the Marchioness's displeasure and ire. Her son, on the other hand, is taking it all very well. Yeah. And really well. And in fact, seems almost overjoyed at their arrival, which surprises everyone. And they wonder what game he is playing at. But then we discover the reason is that he believes that back in the day, Violet and his dad did a little canoodling, as Joe puts it. <laughs> yes. And so. Robert was a product of that. Yeah. He drops a bombshell and Robert is like, what? what? Like the look on his face, guys. I was like, it was so I thought he was going to pass out. Yes, he did look like that. Because he was born nine months after the week that Violet and the Marquis were together. Yeah. And so, like, all these dots are just kind of aligned. And so this guy is like, yes, I'm willing to give, you know, your granddaughter this villa. Because you could be my half-brother. Yes. And Robert's like, no, no. Because no. Yeah. <laughs> he's so proper. And he's like, oh, I can't believe that my mother I could be would do illegit. that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was wild. And I've been lying this whole time to everyone. <laughs> yeah. So Robert gets that news. Um, And then we kind of leave again. So the film does, like, flip-flop back and forth between the French uh, Riviera Villa and the Crawleys there Mm -hmm. and the remaining Crawleys at Downton. So if we're going back and forth really quickly between the scenes, it's because that's how the film actually mapped it. So they would drop a bombshell in one scene, right? And then leave us. Yes. Um, And so we're back to the filming at Downton and – Remember, we talked about just a minute ago, they are deciding to turn it into a talkie where they're going to speak. Well, the problem with that is that Huge. the main actress <laughs> is uh, got an accent that is very interesting and nobody wants to hear it. So no. she has a beautiful face and, uh, you know, she's tan. She's, again, a screen, a silver screen goddess. Um, but when she starts talking, it's just, it's, it all goes downhill. Yeah. It yep. ruins everything. It was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was like chocolate. Like the nails on a chalkboard. It was. They were like, "Do you want like, any? Whoa. Do you want anything for dinner?" She's like, "How should I even know?" <laughs> Good <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, yeah. what? what? <laughs> Everybody was like, "Okay, oh, this is bad. This is really bad." <laughs> um, so, what they decide to do is actually have Lady Mary take over for the speaking parts because yep. she of she being of nobility has a very uh, clean, polished accent, yes. and it does really well in the film. So, um, the main actor he still keeps his speaking parts because he has a, a better polished ac- yes. accent, but they have the main actress actually stay silent and continue to mime, and then Lady Mary takes over for her speaking yes. parts. She is not happy about At it. At all. She like, breaks a Yes, like vase. a vase. Yeah. <laughs> a vase, vase, yes, vase whatever it is. <laughs> um, and Lady Mary was like, you better hope that that was a prop. Yes. That was so funny. <laughs> and then the main actress decides, ah, asterisk, actress decides to hold herself up in the room and so the servants have to talk her in to snapping out of it and going back down and doing her job and they give a little like tough love on her yeah daisy does, Daisy and does. anna's kind of sitting in the back room like 
uh, I don't know. This is the right approach. Like, I thought you were going to be gentler. But it actually gets through because Daisy reminds her of her sister that she actually lost. her sister that died of the Spanish flu. Yeah. So she comes back down. um, And, I mean, things seem to be going really well in finishing off the movie. So they're just trying to act out the remainder of the scenes. The funny part about this the whole situation is that Mr. Mosley is a writer. <laughs> yes. He's like the school the town talent. teacher. Yeah. yeah. And he starts writing out these really emotional scenes. Yes. And so he goes to Mr. Barber and Lady Mary because they're Mr. Barber's Jack Barber's trying to figure out how he's gonna end his film. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Mosley starts writing the scene and he starts speaking about it yes. in such an animated way. And he and just for a visual, Lady Mary and Jack Barber are standing there, and Mr. Mosley's like finishing how he thinks the end of the film should be. And when he gets to the end, they're both like Wow. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm going to cry. Lady Mary's like, I think I'm going to cry. And then Jack Barber's like, yeah, he needs to be writing for that yes. movie. <laughs> it was really good. Poor Mr. Mosley. He's so, he's such an underdog, I but know. he's such a great guy. He is, and he's so funny. And he does actually end up getting a job doing that later yeah, on. So he does, yeah. Really and cool. he writes the end of the movie. Yes. All right. That so now really we're cool. flip-flop and we're back at the French Riviera after the bombshell was just dropped on uh, Robert Crawley that he may have a French half-brother and be illegitimate. Yes. So back at the French Riviera, or villa, rather, in France, Lady Grantham ends up telling Lord Grantham she is sick and he breaks down and cries and tells her he doesn't know what he would do without her. And it was such a touching scene. It really was because you never see them them cry. No. It's very few and far between in those moments. So you know that it's really yes. it's bad. And he was like all outright sobbing. And then she was like, we aren't going to do this. Like we're happy people. Like we're not going to stay down. And he, she was just like cheering him up and we'll figure it out. We'll, you know, go to a doctor when I get home. And she had been working in that hospital volunteering mm-hmm. for all that time. So she knows like this doesn't look good. Yeah. And I think too, what was so great about, uh, Elizabeth McGovern, who I actually saw a long time ago, and she's having a baby with um, Kevin Bacon. This was an 80s, uh, late 80s film, which is still one of my favorites. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, But what I love about her is her character is so resigned but joyful about – what she thinks is coming imminently. So she's like, I think I am dying. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And she's saying, I think I have cancer. I don't think it's treatable. I've spent time in the hospital. I've seen this before. And when he kind of broke down her husband, she said, hey, we've had years together. Mm-hmm. We've been married for so long. We've yes. been happy. I'm not, I don't regret any of this. No. And if I have to go, then we're going to get through it and yeah. you're going to be okay. And I loved yes, that scene. I did too. That she was, was so kind of touching. the backbone of yes. the family where they always really placed him in that role. But in mm-hmm. this scene, I think it was really us seeing her being that, yes. that steel rod for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we also, at this time in the French Riviera at the villa, the family, so Lady Edith is actually taking pictures um, because she's writing the article, remember? Mm-hmm. 
Side note on that, I thought it was so funny when they were asking her, hey, well, who are you writing about while you're here? And she's like, um, Scott Fitzgerald and Coco Chanel. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> you're talking about F. Scott Fitzgerald, his yes. wife Zelda, and Coco Chanel. Like, mm-hmm. did you catch that? It was no, just I didn't so really. cavalier. Yeah. And these are really famous people in history. But I forgot that that is the time period yeah. that she's traveling to the French Riviera. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And they were in Paris at that time, especially F. Scott Fitzgerald and his wife Zelda. They were these traveling kind of compatriots that landed in Paris with Ernest Hemingway, Coco Chanel, that whole crowd was together. That is so cool. Yeah. I think Pablo Picasso was there around that time as well. Definitely Ernest Hemingway. But she's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do the article on them. I'm going to talk to them. I'm like, what? What? Anyway, <laughs> side note, we took a, a detour. But anyway, back on track. So she's taking the pictures. Well, they come across this hutch in the villa that has Granny's picture when she was a young girl in this kind of locket frame. Mm-hmm. And they look at the back and it's inscribed by the Marquis de whatever his name is. (laughs) Sorry if you're in France. We love you, but we can't get it right. Um, And that's when they start to understand that there was this kind of grand love affair between them. So I loved that. Yes. I thought that was really touching. They're kind of trying to put the pieces together and all of this. Yes. They're sitting by the pool all trying to figure out, was there an affair that happened? And (laughs) then they're all thinking about it. And then it's clear that they're uncomfortable because they're thinking about their grandma. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... I don't know. I don't want to talk about this anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so moving right along as we head towards the conclusion of this movie, um, the executor of the will, the Marquis de Montmerel, I can't, I'm sorry, guys, I'm never going to get it. Anyway, so he decides with his lawyers that the will still stands, like his father's wishes still stand. His father put it in four different wills um, and made amendments to them and still mentioned that the villa actually goes to Granny, to Mm -hmm. Lady Crawley. So um, that decision still stands, and the Crawleys decide to return back home. When they do get there, when we start to look at them closing up the end of the film, um, the Crawleys, again, like right as they walk in, they're they're ending the last scene of the film. And it's this emotional kind of climax. And then both Lord Grantham and his wife walk in right to the <laughs> yes. end. And poor Jack Barber's like, like oh. I give up with this. <laughs> Um, but they they end up closing the movie. It all is going really well. And then because they had placed these kind of sound machines all over the house to pick up sound for the movie, the the Granthams and the production crew, all of the Crawleys, everybody's in one room. And Mr. Mosley is heard uh, proposing yes. to Mrs. Baxter, which Mrs. Baxter has been in love with him for a while, yes. but she was waiting until yes. he kind of manned up and yes. grew a pair and decided. Yes. And she's like, I just won't, I'll never marry anyone else. I'll just stay a spinster know. because I just love him and he's the one for me. That was so yeah. sweet. And then he proposed because, as April mentioned earlier, he ended up because he was so successful in writing this movie and got the job, he's now able to financially afford proposing yes. to Miss Baxter and setting up a house because yeah. he's he's obviously not – he doesn't bring in a big living right. and being the local village teacher. And so mm-hmm. that's why he didn't want to propose to her because he wanted to give her a really good life. And I just loved how they kind of wrapped up that I story with a happy ending for Mr. Mosley because yes. he's such an underdog, so I yes. liked him. And then we find out – to our delight, 
that Lady Cora is not dying as she had expected or suspected, but that she has anemia. Yeah. So it is curable and she's going to be okay. So that was such happy news. I know. So I'm like, yes, we get the proposal and we get the happy ending with Miss Cora. So that was so awesome. Yeah. And then there was kind of like that other whole side story kind of going on with Lady Mary and Jack Barber that they kind of entwine into the movie. They did, yeah. We didn't do we didn't mention that because there was a lot to get through. Yes. But to your point, there was a side story where we started to feel like Jack Barber had feelings for Lady Mary. So do you want to talk about what kind of happened there? Well, and I have to admit that I haven't always liked Lady Mary through all the episodes and all the seasons that, you know, I have loved her strength and tenacity that she has developed with time. But the first few seasons, I felt like she was somewhat of a snob and not very nice. She was, yeah. But I do really like how who she's become over the years and that she will do whatever it takes for Down and her family. And I really love that despite her marriage being somewhat on the rocks, that when the film director, Jack Barber, like we were talking, he's honest and he declares his feelings for her and he is hot, guys, <laughs> that she is honorable and does the honorable thing and turns him down in a gentle way and stays true to her marriage vows despite the fact that her husband is more into cars and speed. Than her. her, Yeah. As she mentioned. I loved that. mm -hmm. I think that was, we talked about, I know that was really important for us to mention because one of the things that, we'll get into this a little bit later, that I think that Julian Fallows does so well in his writing is he really brings out the human Mm -hmm. in people, whether that be the ugly side of humanity or the really great side, the positive side, the kind, patient, loving side of humanity or the enduring side i think with lady mary to your point Mm -hmm. she started out as this very snobby spoiled uptight brat yes um and she's been almost like a rock with water she's been really like welded down Mm -hmm. to to be a a well-rounded kind person yes and i love that i thought that was a great call out i also loved how she the movie makes it very clear that henry her husband and her are not um, necessarily in a stage of their marriage, that's great. Mm-hmm. But there's a line in here, and I this was just such a call out. So I don't know if it was like my spirit being like, oh, this is really great. But she actually says, he says, can I kiss you? And she says, no. And then he says, well, he kind of follows it up with like, I know that things aren't great. Mm-hmm. And she says, like you already can imagine, marriages are like novels. Mm. And she's like, we're going through this type of chapter. Yes. So almost like, I know that this is a marathon. And it's so true yes. where I know that this is a marathon. We're not necessarily in a great sprint right now, but I'm not going to dishonor yes. my marriage vows because marriage is a novel. And even if we're not in a good mm-hmm. chapter, we'll get through it. And I was yeah. like, that is so a good. great perspective. Yes. And not one that everybody would abide by. You right. know what I mean? Even yes. including my, like, I'm being really real here and vulnerable, and I wasn't planning on doing this in this episode. So thanks, April. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're so um, she has a heart that brings it out. But um, even in the in the marriages that I've been in, and I've been married and divorced, that wasn't always something that I was mature enough to understand mm-hmm. that like marriage is a novel. We may not be in a good chapter, but that doesn't mean we don't get through it to the next chapter. Yes. And I think because we live in, this is just me personally, I think because we live in the instant gratification culture that we mm-hmm. do, sometimes personally in my life, I'm like, well, this isn't a good chapter. Yeah. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> you know? 
Well, and he even said, because he's like, well, don't you want to kiss me? Kind of like, aren't you? And she's like, it's not that you're not handsome. Yeah. Or anything like that. But I, it's for the greater good. Like, I know that there is more. Like, she was like, yeah, I could go do this. I could go kiss you. But this is just a moment. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do the, you know, English thing or the thing and I'm going to stick it through. Yeah. Even if it's, yeah, that's what I might want. But that's not what it's about. Yeah. And that is definitely what we have to do sometimes, you know, because she was really honest. With yeah. Them. She's like, yeah, you're definitely hot and I would love to kiss you. And it's really flattering that two hot men yes. still want this old married woman. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to stick stick by my vows that I took yep. in, in front of God. I was like, oh, go. Yeah. yeah. All really right. Like Julian that. fell out. Look at you. <laughs> now the next Downton Abbey, they're going to be divorced. I'm like, great. Uh, <laughs> we just ate all those words. <laughs> Don't do that to us, Julian, That's if you're right. listening. <laughs> Um, okay, so I think we were around, we took a, we derailed again, <laughs> took a side street, but we were wrapping up that Lady Violet is essentially passing away. Yes. So do you want to take that, those yes. scenes? She was on her deathbed and it was really touching. They gather everybody around and all that. And I was trying really hard not to cry as she says her last goodbyes to everyone. And then I went from crying to laughing <laughs> because of Lady Violet's sarcastic humor. And when Lord Downton was saying that she was so much stronger than him and she was like, yep, that's true. <laughs> I, I like that. Died I me. Yes. <laughs> well, I about died of laughter trying not to in the movie theater. And then she had a touching moment with him and said that he was also kinder and sweeter than she ever was and was the best parts of her. And she even surprised everyone by apologizing to Cora and admitting that she was wrong. And then there was a touching conversation between her, Edith, and Mary. But then Lady Violet had me belly laughing again when she told her maid in her usual no-nonsense fashion to stop making so much noise, I can't even hear myself die. That was that, really good. Yes. And I thought that was such a violent thing to say. That's a that's a line that she yes. would say. Yeah. She's and, like, I can't even hear myself die. No. Shut up. And they were all laughing and looking around, and then they look back, and those were actually her last words. Yeah. And that was so – it was so sad and, and touching. But, you know, I'm glad then they didn't have the movie end with that because that was kind of – it was a sad moment. And it is a real moment that we all go through at some points. Yeah. But then they showed her funeral procession and them honoring her and her life. And then they fast-forwarded it about a year or so. And they showed everyone yet again gathered around mm-hmm. and Downton and the baby that Lucy and Tom have. Yes. Such a beautiful baby. They have a new baby. Yes. And they're all there. And just the, you know, the ebbs and flows of life. Yeah. And how things come and things go. But there's good memories and they're still holding on together they still have that family bond and then you see the picture of violet up above them and she's like watching over them and kind of like what lady mary said like you're going to be watching over us grandma you're always going to be here and a part of us i know and i'm getting chills that was so good so good it is you know because we all have times of loss yeah and hard times of letting people go but they will always be a part of us and we'll always carry them in our heart and our memories so i really like that I did too. And I think, Julian, to your point, the writing was just so good where it was like this transition from happy to sad, happy to sad, like you said, ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. And you get to this moment where the matriarch of the family has passed away. But then you get the baby being born and then coming together again and remembering her. And I was like, oh, it's just such a great ending and not overdone either. You're like, okay, well, this is. I know what you're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was very light. It wasn't overdone, yes. and I thought Julie again. The writing is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So, did you have a favorite character? 
I've always had a favorite character. I have two. Um, Granny has been my favorite yes. since day one. I love yes. her. Um, she, I, we have to create, like, do a day where we just do all of her one-liners because she has so many where they're like, yes. well, <laughs> even in the last movie where they're like, well, how would we get a judge to approve and uphold um, us holding the land because there was a dispute on the land. And she's like, oh, we would just find a friendly judge. And her son says, you mean a corrupt one? She said, whoever does the trick. Yes. That was so <laughs> she just, no holes barred. She's the no, best. I, I also love Tom. Um, I love yes. Tom because he, we saw his character development. Again, this is kind of hearkening back to the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tom started as this very patriotic servant that really didn't, um, like the class differentiations um, and believed, obviously, as, as you know, where we are today, that there shouldn't be servants and masters and all those things. Uh, we're not talking about slavery. We're talking about servant in the context mm-hmm. of being paid. But right. still, the class definition was that they were a servant, not nobility. Mm-hmm. Um and so I've always loved Tom. He started out real strong with this black and white personality. And then he ended up, because of the writing, in a gray space. And so Tom's characters just develop so well because he's lived in this space, in the in-between, if you will, mm-hmm. being not knowable, but also being a level above the, the servants right. now. And Tom's characters, I think, really given the family a heart. He's changed Lady Mary. He's changed the way that um, Lord Crawley and even Granny think about mm-hmm. their servants and the the class definition. So I love him. It's like he he gave his family a heart. Yes. What about you? I, I liked Lady Violet. Really, yeah. yeah. She's she, a favorite. Yes. She and I loved how her and Lady Merton, it was Lady Crawley and the other one who was Matthew's mother and yes. the grandma and all this like craziness, but she was a cousin, how they always have those kind of back and forth. And I really did like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> I know. Yes. And we did forget to mention an important part of the movie just come into mind through all of that when um, the cousin was sorting all of Violet's things. Isabel Crawley. Yes, yeah, Isabel cousin Crawley. Isabel, yeah. yeah, that she actually had come across all those letters. Yes, and we did realize, and we found out that we forgot to mention. Sorry, guys, but that Lord Grantham is in fact the biological son. Oh yeah, we totally and skipped we did, over that. We did. Sorry. I was just yeah, that just dawned on me right now. I'm like, oh, we can't leave you guys hanging. So he does end up not being the Marquis son. That she never did have that affair that she stayed true also to her vows because she was actually married at the time as well. Yeah, and I loved that Lady Mary, now that we're thinking about it, did the same thing. And the movie yes. kind of simultaneously created this grand love affair years back. I think they said 1874. Mm-hmm. And then Lady Mary is faced with the same kind yes. of um, situation. And both of them ended up staying very true to their marriage vows, yes. which is such a great ending like yes. wrap up so that good point mm-hmm. i didn't even call that out yeah i just dawned on me right now I'm like ooh, can tell i'm a little sleep deprived <laughs> well and the whole movie we did get these glimpses of granny saying lady mary is the next her yes I'm and just so thinking that, too. that was such a great like i don't know how they set that up mm-hmm. to be lady mary in the situation that she's in and then uh obviously violet yes. granny being in the situation that she was yes. in and both of them took the same avenue yeah which right. was the good and faithful yeah. avenue and granny was like well yeah how could you think that of me <laughs> oh yeah she was not having it when she no. was confronted not at all so would you label this a stud or a dud my darling i think we left knowing that it was a stud yes. what about you yes yeah definitely. great great writing again uh julian fellows he just never 
disappoints. Um, I'm hoping that there's a three. But I don't know. With Violet being gone and her being such a mainstay character, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're wrapping it up. But I really did enjoy this one. I was really laughing hard. It was just what my heart needed, laughing with a good friend a good movie. (laughs) It was a a great night that we got to call work and write off. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that really does wrap it up. Hopefully we didn't forget any other (laughs) main areas. Oh, like the main ending? (laughs) Didn't forget that? Okay, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this time. We had so much fun doing this. April and I are so grateful that we get to talk to you each week and that you're actually listening. (laughs) And until next time, we're saying we love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.